When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, before today's episode, I wanted to let you know that even though we're releasing this in February, it was recorded during the hot summer months. So when we talk about how hot it is, just know that we don't live in Australia or anything. It was just a delay between recording and releasing. Also, I wanted to mention that Tara and I reviewed another bad movie on the Rat Salad Review podcast a few weeks back. The movie was Motorama, and all I have to say about that is, wow. So if you're interested in hearing our take on this batshit movie from the 90s, go check out the Rat Salad Review podcast with Wayne Noon and Lou Mavs. It's on YouTube, and it was recorded live on January 26th, 2022. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just the Cheese, Please. I'm Tara J, and I'm here with Adam. How are you, Adam? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great on this incredibly, incredibly hot day. Thank goodness for air conditioning. That's all I have to say. Yes. Yeah, because I have to turn it um, off when we when we record, and you know, makes it makes oh, it no. tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, let's just get this started and going. Well, I just I have um, an old house, and so I have this AC that's inside the house, and it's just really noisy. But I'll get over it. Well, we'll be we'll be you know quick to short and to the short and sweet today, so you can get that back on. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're doing Invaders from Mars, the 1986 version, not the 1953 version. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're directed by Toby Hooper, which I actually did not know that until yeah I watched it again because I when I was a kid I didn't care about that kind of stuff. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I didn't know that either. Definitely. I I, um, I knew very little about this movie, actually. Yeah, definitely awesome. I mean, he brought us the greats such as uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 and 2 and Poltergeist. So pretty well-respected director. Um, mm-hmm. So do you want to tell me, so you said you didn't really know much about this movie. Do you have any history at all with it? None or? whatsoever. This was a movie okay. I would have avoided like the plague when I was a kid. Oh, no. <laughs> Would that be because it's scary or because you just wouldn't have been uh, into it? Probably partially because it was scary and partially because I just I wasn't into sci-fi really as a kid. Okay. You know, I was into like outer space stuff that took place in outer space, but not like them coming here and trying to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> not your cup of tea, huh? No, not really. Well, let's see if we can't change that today. Um oh, okay. the- <laughs> <laughs> my my history is a little bit more i was I, I got i watched this movie for the first time on vhs and when i was young as i've stated before i was tom a really big tomboy and i had a cousin who was a was a boy and we were pretty much inseparable um i'd sleep at his house all the time and we would like do weird stuff you know skateboard and make little bombs and weird things like that and this was a movie that we picked his mother took us to 
get um, a movie one night. And this was a movie that we both picked and she let us get it. Hmm. And it absolutely terrified me, but I loved it. I want to say I was maybe like eight or nine when I saw it for the first time. Um, Terrified me. Like it was, it was so scary. (laughs) I mean, looking back, obviously it's kind of silly. I mean, it's it's a little creepy, but just I I just loved it. We watched it over and over and over again until it was time for us to take it back to the video store. So I know we haven't really done much horror in, you know, so we haven't really done any horror, really. Um, but I thought it would be fun to kind of change it up and do some like cheesy sci-fi horror stuff. Is this considered horror? I guess it is. Um, I think it's, I did, you know, I didn't look at the genre, but I want to say that it's like sci-fi thriller or sci-fi horror or something. Mm. It had the the plot and the pacing of a horror movie. I just wasn't sure if it was considered one or not. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what you felt like it was about? Uh, okay. So this kid who is super into outer space, because I think his dad works for NASA. Not sure, but there's a NASA base nearby. And he's really into space. And one night he sees a spaceship land in his backyard. And... The next morning, his father goes out to investigate and he comes back acting all weird. And it turns out that anyone who goes back there is being what I thought was turned into a uh, an alien. But apparently it's just being controlled by the aliens. And eventually everyone starts getting controlled, everyone in his life, everyone in the town. And then he has to, along with this nurse, try to bring down the Martians who have landed and are controlling people. And he enlists the help of the army and NASA to do it. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. He, he doesn't like his teacher, but a teacher turns out to be uh, controlled by the aliens. So doesn't matter what happens to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was kind of a mean bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's basically it. I mean, it's not a complicated plot. Although there is one thing that I had a question about, and I didn't know if you kind of maybe had the answer to that even though i had seen this movie a million times but seeing it older is obviously very different well i've got more questions than answers yeah. so. <laughs> like we can answer each other's questions who knows maybe so yeah so we start off with like like you said he sees he sees something from um the you know from his window a big ship landing and i guess it's going into the ground which is where we end up seeing it uh his parents are like you're crazy go back to bed but it ends up that he's not crazy and dead. Now, I, I also saw the 1953 version, which I'm not going to, you know, do. I'm not going to do a lot of comparison because I, that's not really what this is about. But when the dead comes comes back in the 1986 version, I just found this to be interesting, the way things change, like how we talk about the 80s as opposed to now, like if you could do something. Um, when the dad comes back in the 80s version, he's just weird. You know, I don't know. He puts like tics, ta- does he put Tic Tacs in his coffee? What is that? I don't even those, know. What he does. I believe those were like pellet versions of fake sugar that they used to sell that you would put oh, in coffee. I didn't even know that existed. I thought yeah. they were Tic Tacs. I'm like, okay, this guy, this is like an alien. <laughs> this is an alien trying to pretend like it's a human and not, not knowing anything about being a human. No, I think like equal or something like that came in like pellets form at one point and you could like dump them into coffee. Hmm. Well, you learn something new every day. I don't know. I got to look that up. I could be wrong. So, well, anyway, it's weird, but like, so he's just weird, but he's not really horrible. But in the 1953 version, he's the, the dad is just like mean and the kid comes over and he just straight up smacks the kid across the face and the kid goes flying across the room yeah so it's just kind of like i just wanted to bring that up because we talk about how things that we couldn't you know maybe do now in movies 
as opposed to what they did. So it's been going on forever. So in, in the fifties version, the dad just straight up smacks the kid across the face. And like now you, you know, in the, even in the eighties, you really wouldn't see that so much. So just like a little interesting tidbit there. Progress. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's our old friend Cannon back. I didn't I, know that. He, yes. I actually was, I have it written down here. It was a Canon movie, yeah. which is pretty awesome. That was a um, masters of the universe. Correct. Uh, we did a few movies from Canon. I think this movie is definitely a step up from what other Canon movies that we've done. I mean, as far as graphics and, you know, the way it looks and, you know what I mean? Like the quality of the, of the film. That, that opening credit sequence was crazy. <laughs> the, the, the noises that accompanied the, like they would swoop in and there was this just these noises or these sounds that they would play for each person's name. And it was just super weird and repetitive the whole time. It was a little long and kind of annoying because I was like, oh, this movie's whatever. An hour and 36 minutes. And I'm like, this is about, I don't know, eight minutes of the movie right now. Just that was that credit, those credits. <laughs> it was such a long time. Well, I, I think, you know, it was kind of, like, I guess, what you call like a schlocky movie back in the day. So I feel like Toby Hooper kind of wanted to keep a little bit of that with it, which I think he did a good job. There was some really great lines in this movie that I, <laughs> the nurse, I mean, some of the things that were said was just amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing, which just ups the cheese factor. So it makes it good. Yeah. And the music swells in the beginning and at the end, it sounded almost like a, a dramatic romance piece or something from like out of a, a musical. There were these <laughs> long drawn out musical swells and these interludes. And it's like, what are we doing there? This isn't that kind of movie. Well, it's weird because again, like the original one, they did that. The music didn't fit what was going on. They had these almost like Disney version, like musical kind of music going on. It was all this orchestral stuff and it right. just doesn't go with it. And I, again, I kind of feel like maybe paying homage to the original starting to, you know what I mean? I think some people do that. They, they're just trying to like respect. Oh, I didn't see the original. You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing as to what maybe he was trying to accomplish with that. Okay. But yeah, so he, he's eating, he's, he, that coffee looked so hot by the way, cause it was like massive amounts of steam coming off of it. And he just downs the whole thing. And just stares, and he's just staring. They're both just staring at each other, and it is the it is so awkward. And he's drinking his Dr. Pepper for breakfast, which his mom's <laughs> right there. My mom would have smacked it out of my hand and been like, what are you doing? But <laughs> apparently Dr. Pepper is totally acceptable, because at this point, mom was not an alien yet. No, only dad was. Right. And yeah, it was just really weird. They're just kind of like staring, just, it was a very awkward thing where for, you know, several seconds, they're just looking at each other, and he's doing this weird coffee ritual, so... Yeah, I thought, odd. like, why are they speaking so slowly? I was like, maybe they made the aliens move and speak really slow so they could pad the runtime. But I don't think that was it because <laughs> it wasn't like a short movie or anything. <laughs> yeah, I think they were just trying to show aliens how they would be if they had to be human, which they would have no idea. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I read too much into this movie. I think I like it too much. <laughs> so I kind but of they, they weren't aliens. read into it. They weren't aliens, right? Well, because they were they, controlled by the aliens, they though. Were okay. So mm -hmm. they really kind of lost all their humanity. They, they didn't really have anything human about them except their body. Right. But they had all their memories. They knew stuff. They knew stuff. But I think that they were being more controlled by things that were not human, like without emotion, without feeling, without the kind of the way that we normally conduct ourselves. So... I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, unfortunately, Toby Hooper is no longer with us, so we can't ask him. Mm. But 
that's just my that's my guess um so the teacher yes she's she's awful and she only refers to him as david gardner never just david (laughs) or mr gardner every single time she must have said david gardner about 800 times in this movie (laughs) it was weird and that was even before she was an alien i believe yeah i was when she came on screen i was like i know that voice she played she played Kai Wynn in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And I hate to do it, but I just I can't not see an actress or an actor uh, who was on Star Trek and be like, that person was on Star Trek. So sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> just just getting <laughs> out there. That. She played a I do that with Golden Girls every time I'm like, oh that, like I see someone, I'm like, that person was on Golden Girls or she, whatever. She played a despicable character who wound up being like one of the ultimate villains of the entire show. In, uh, well, that's funny because she played a pretty awful person in this too. Yeah, and she won a Razzie for worst actress for this movie. Oh, she got nominated. Aww. She might have won. I don't know. I forgot. Well, that's fine. Sorry, lady. <laughs> she plays a good like person that you want to hate. Yeah, she did yeah. a good job. I definitely hated her. So she's pretty awful. Um, so that scene where he kind of starts to he starts to sort of realize what's going on. Like a bunch of people have been infected. So that, at that point. The dad has taken the mom to the sand pit or whatever it is. And more and more people start getting infected and no one believes him really, except for this nurse for some reason. I mean, at first she doesn't, but she doesn't believe him for about three seconds. And then all of a sudden she's, she's like, all right, we're in this together. Let's, you know, we're fighting the aliens. Yeah. I, she, she, she had a healthy amount of skepticism at first, but she believed him very quickly. It was pretty quick. You know, she, they showed it like, you know, in, in the kind of, scene where she's sitting and oh like they're talking and she's like oh my goodness you the aliens oh no and then after that it was based she's like okay stay here and then uh, pretty much after that she believed she well believed yeah what he's saying she says whoa, whoa what's this all about and he goes let me see the back of your neck yeah. <laughs> which is a weird thing to say for a kid to say to an adult <laughs> and she she thinks about it for a minute and she's like okay <laughs> Well, let me tell you, after I saw this movie, every single time I saw a grown-up, I would add, I would say that. Let me see the back of your neck. I would ask every single grown-up that I saw to see the back of their neck. So, oh, really? <laughs> I would always ask, I don't know, people played along with me because I was a kid. So. No, that was his mom in real life, the nurse. Oh, really? Yeah. They had some good chemistry for sure, I thought. Um, yeah. It was, it was definitely cheesy. But I liked the way that they got along. It was a little inappropriate at times. A little weird. A little too familiar. Close and familiar. You know, like I, there was a part where they were like she was. He was like cradling her face and like holding her, and it was like kind of just a little bit strange. But yeah, you know, they had they had good. I thought they had pretty good. He kept calling her Linda. He'd be like, "You got to save Linda." Yeah, and it's like Linda's forty five years old. <laughs> You're eleven. <laughs> <laughs> He loved Nurse Linda. I don't know. They were they they got very close during this whole ordeal. This is traumatic, you know. Mm. So the scene where the, he go he sneaks into the um, classroom, and it's all dark. I don't. There was you know the time in this was weird. There was school. There was kids there, and there wasn't, and there was, and it was dark out, and there was a, a field trip after school was over. I didn't. It was very hard to follow. I don't think they really paid much attention to that. No. But the classroom was all dark, and he kind of sneaks back. And she has the frog in her mouth. That mm. scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. That oh, was yeah. absolutely horrifying. Well, first of all, do those rooms exist behind the teacher's desk? Is there like a dungeon where they keep all like the <laughs> the dead animals and stuff? I mean, there could have been. Um, I can tell you with 
reassurance that where I work, there is not. Um, <laughs> most, you know, most uh, rooms don't even have any offices. Some of them do. But I mean, it could have been, you know, if a school had the room for it, if it was a specific science lab or something, maybe. She, yeah, she had like this cubby room that was just filled with jars with things in formaldehyde. Well, her van was pretty mortifying too. So <laughs> we had, we had no indication. I don't think of what. Oh no, I guess it was a science class because she had the frogs. Yeah, they were dissecting frogs. And so she had that, and then she had that horrible, like that absolutely terrifying van with all the dead stuff in it. It was really, really creepy. And when, but when he surprised her, and she turns around, and she's got like the the frog like half in her mouth. She just continues to eat it like yeah. in front of him for a good <laughs> 10 seconds. Yeah. And it seems like it's hard for her to get down. And this is another thing I don't understand. If they're just being controlled by the aliens, why do they eat such weird stuff? I don't know. Because maybe they, aliens think that's what humans eat. I don't know. Like, listen, <laughs> I don't know. I can't, you're gonna, I'm going to have a lot of questions, too, because I definitely don't understand. And that's kind of why this, this made it to the list, I think, because there's just so many ridiculous things. Yeah, And also, I mean, I kind of feel like it's supposed to be a little bit of a secret, maybe not like a secret, but not incredibly obvious that they're aliens. And obviously a, a human being with a frog, eating a frog is not a normal human thing to do. Right. Because they go out of their way to cover the, like the boils on their necks. Mm-hmm. So obviously they don't really want people to know. They don't want people to know. So why would you eat a frog in the middle of the day? Exactly. In front of other people. <laughs> if there's some, if you, you know, if you hear someone behind you, at least take the frog out of your mouth first before you, you know, turn around and see the see them. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, these people didn't forget how to be humans. I mean, they still dress themselves. They probably go to the bathroom. They sleep. So, like, why do they know how to eat? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's many questions to be had. But when she when you first introduced to her and. You could tell she just hates this kid from the beginning because someone throws a frog at his, his like little girlfriend and he throws the frog back and he cuts himself and she gets so mad. Like he's sitting there dripping blood and she just starts like berating him and sending, yeah. sends him to the to the she's going to send him to the detention center. But she has to send him to the nurse because he's bleeding. Yeah, she's she's pretty she's pretty awful from the beginning. She's terrible. <laughs> One, she's two, just... three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> And then I love how the little girl and she's like, I'm going to take him to the to the nurse. And then she's like, whatever, Emily or whatever her name is, you're in charge. And the little girl does it and everyone's quiet. I'm like, no, that would never happen. No. The kids yeah. would be looking at her like, yeah, I don't think so, bitch. No, yeah. <laughs> they're not like Pavlovian dogs. You can't condition them. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> you know. They're like, what, fourth grade, maybe fifth grade, whatever. Yeah. Um, so one part that I thought was kind of funny when he comes home from school. Mm hmm. Uh, this must be, this is, has to be before the mom is is an alien, I think, because he comes home from school. Yes. And he just walks into, the, he walks into the house, he like through the kitchen and goes into the living room and the mom comes and like kind of scares him or whatever. And she's like, oh, he says, where's dad? And he's she's like, oh, he's got to be around here somewhere. He's like, I looked everywhere. I'm like, you <laughs> walked through the house. You looked exactly nowhere. <laughs> You yeah. actually did no looking at all. I just thought that was really, I don't know why that was funny to me. Yeah. We, we saw your journey through the house. And <laughs> You're not fooling anyone, kid. Yeah. And she, you know, do you remember how she scares him? With the, ro- the robot? Yeah, she controls yeah, the yeah. robot. <laughs> the robot. She like throws her voice or something because yeah. robot comes alive and it's like, David. David like, Gardner, ah. come with me. Yeah. 
Well, she does that voice at the yeah. end, too. <laughs> and I'm telling you, oh. well, that's Lorraine Newman. She's from SNL. She was originally like one of the Coneheads. So she was doing like a Coneheads voice through in several parts of the movie, but it was very annoying. Oh, you didn't like it? No. At the end? Well, I don't want to skip to the end. We'll talk about it then. <laughs> oh, don't forget. Man, that's my mom. <laughs> I didn't think she was too bad. I don't know. She wasn't she wasn't terrible. Just that voice. Um, so then that so that, yeah, before so I I kind of skipped ahead that mom was an alien. So before she's an alien, she the, the husband's still gone. Mm-hmm. And she calls the police. Mm-hmm. The police come. They're, everyone's still pretty normal at this point. And then they're outside, and all of a sudden, he emerges from the bushes <laughs> in full <laughs> uniform. Like, he has a suit with his tag. He was, he was wandering around in his bathrobe the entire time, so I don't know where he got his outfit from, but he just emerges from the bushes <laughs> with this other guy. The other man who and has no to, like, one, fix his clothes. <laughs> but no one even questions anything. <laughs> Oh, where have you been? Like what? <laughs> well, she, the the wife does because she goes, "Who's this?" And he's like, "Oh, he works for the phone company." And she's like, "You don't work for the phone company. What are you doing with him?" <laughs> <That's> just, right. <laughs> like, why doesn't even answer? Why the phone company? <laughs> Is there something you need to tell me? <laughs> it was it was very weird. But the cops were like, "Okay, well, I guess our work is done." But they had well, they had gone to. The they had gone to the sand pit, I think, right? Yeah, because then they all start nodding at each they other. Just kind of start nodding, like everything's fine here. Yes, everything's fine. <laughs> and then the next morning, they wake up and she's making breakfast. I was just going to talk about it. Go okay. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I want you to do it because I want to know if you see this. Is, I love this when we have the same things, but we, we don't watch it together. So go like, ahead. I, I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast, but I pay extra attention when people are cooking. Just because I'm interested, you know, especially if it's like an older movie. I want to see what was considered normal thing to cook back in the 80s right. for breakfast for other families. Not me. I just ate cereal every morning. But she was uh, at first I was the first things I noticed was like she had some long bacon strips. Those strips <laughs> were super big. They were really long. And then I looked at the side. I'm like, that toast She looks like she burned that toast. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe she burnt it. That's like a little psych gag like she doesn't know how to cook because now she's an alien at the time i still thought they were aliens and then she turns out she burns all the bacon and puts (laughs) it on the table and they start eating it and she puts it on the table as she says like oh what's wrong david you're not hungry it's like even if that food was good you didn't even give him a chance to like pick it up and eat it it, yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know that's fine so yeah they burn everything and then she goes to the fridge and takes a pound of raw beef and pours, <laughs> I'm guessing, salt, salt? or sugar I, on it? I don't know what that was either. I'm assuming it was salt, but I don't know. I'm going to say it was sugar because I think we think it's salt because that's what you do to beef. You salt it. Like, that's us knowing what's going on. But the fact that he was eating the fake sugar the day before, and there's been other movies that play on the fact that aliens need sugar. I'm like, maybe, maybe. they were putting sugar on it. I, I don't know. <laughs> but it was definitely one of the one of the two. And she just starts picking at it and eating it. And it's like, if you are trying to hide the fact that you're being controlled by aliens, which you've been doing, you just blew your cover. Like you just blew it. Well, as I have literally in my notes. So basically they eat totally burnt meat or raw meat. So it has <laughs> to be completely burnt 
to like beyond recognition or it's just raw. So that's, <laughs> I guess that's what they eat. I don't know. Right. But that was literally like the thing that I was going to say next about her eating that. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. like anything outside the spectrum of human edibility. Like they could eat anything except for the stuff that humans eat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then when, um, when the nurse, uh, the nurse figures out that everyone is, uh, everyone's an alien. And she sends him to her house. She says her address in a very strange way. I don't know if you picked it up. She's like, I live at 45 Arroyo Street. Yes, I did. I did notice that. I'm assuming that's a local street. The kid probably knows what Arroyo Street is. Yeah, I don't. I didn't didn't really pay too much attention to it because I didn't really know what she said because she said it so weird. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought thought she said at Arrow. I don't know. I couldn't really understand what she was saying because she said it strange. But it was very weird that she's helping him escape and she's letting him run away from school out the window. Yeah, and she gave him the keys it, to her back door. <laughs> yeah, it was just it, like it kind of started off a very odd relationship. You know, if, if a kid, if in real life, a kid came to someone and said, hey, I think there's aliens, people are aliens, they'd be like, hmm, yeah, we need to take you somewhere else. Like that would, you would not be like <laughs> jumping, you know, letting the kid jump out windows and run away from school and then lying to his parents about where he is. Yeah. Although I did have that car she drove. That was like an 84 or an 85 Mustang convertible. It was a Mustang, right? Yeah. Well, now, I see the license plate. They kept showing the license plate, if you notice, and it said 2N395. I have looked it up in so many different places. I can't find anything, but I feel like there has got to be a reason that 2N395 means something. And I don't know if anyone out there would know what it is, but I would love to know if someone knows what that means because... It just—I don't think it's a coincidence that they zoomed in on it. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't find anything about it. I found one thread about you know horror movies, and somebody else asked that same question, and everyone's just like, "No, it's just coincidence." I was like, "I don't know." Hmm. Well, you know, people don't do things like that for a coincidence. Yeah, Usually that's interesting. There's a reason. But yeah, it was a pretty pretty sweet car. So uh, they're they're driving around. The two of the so the nurse and the kid now are together and they're trying to evade everybody because they're all trying to capture them and turn them into zombies or aliens. And they see the teacher driving a school bus. Now, is that I don't think teachers can drive school buses. That's not something. No, 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 they cannot. And I laughed so hard at that scene because I don't, she just, it, she was so stiff and weird and she's just driving this bus and i'm like isn't school over where is she going with these kids you know this is that's what i mean about the timeline like she he's like oh no i missed the field trip he yells it yeah but this but school's over and where are you going (laughs) this is it was just it it was a funny scene to me i just thought it was it was like the nurse says something when he's trying to get her to the sand pit, he's like, oh, David, I hope you're not a crazy child. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. She has so many great lines. I don't know. I just thought it was, it was so like campy, you know, I just thought it was so funny. They're like in the car and it's very, it's very calm. And he sees her in the school bus and he screams this entire line. And I wrote it down. <laughs> he goes, oh no, the field trip, Mrs. Whatever took the whole class to the field trip. What are we going to do now? Like, it's like, why are you yelling? (laughs) And why does it matter? Just drive away. Yeah. (laughs) Just go. But he, I think he, she went to go call the FBI because I have them on speed dial. Don't you? Yeah. uh, Okay. I'm just saying like, like, she's like, oh, yeah, I don't have them. (laughs) (laughs) 
who like, I just think it's funny because she's at a payphone. She's like, I'm going to go call the FBI <laughs> or the CIA or I don't know, something like that. I was like, nobody can just, you can't just call them up and be like, hi, FBI. Like, I need you. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of funny that she said that, that she was going to call them from payphone. But while this is happening, Miss, I, I actually don't remember her name. It was something weird. It was an odd, it was a very odd last name. Yes, it was. The teacher, um, was, was trying to get him to come. And it was kind of weird because I know she hated him. Mm-hmm. But it was like they kind of really wanted him to be part of their pod. You know, like they were very focused on him. It was that they kind of got everyone around him to lure him in. I don't know. It was weird. I was like, why do they want David so much? I couldn't tell who the boss was because he follows her into that ca- those caverns. That When it, when they first showed the, the shot of them walking into the cabin, I was like, that looks like something's asshole. <laughs> And then they started showing the reverse angles. I was like, it still looks like someone's asshole. But you're talking about the thing where the thing came out? No. Well, no. Uh, just talking about the actual caverns when they first walk into the, oh, these, oh. the tubes. <laughs> it's like, the, like somebody's wrecked them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so then, yeah. So go ahead. No, because then she goes and this giant brain drops down from the the ceiling. Out of a, out of a butthole. Like, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what you thought was the okay. Yeah, the thing that the brain that comes out, it's like this long thing, like a brain <laughs> on the end of it. And I was like, that totally looks like <laughs> like a sphincter. Just buttholes sure. inside of buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Toby Hooper had a thing with buttholes. I don't know. Who knows? But when I saw that thing, I was like, it's Krang from uh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes, that's actually very funny. I was I was thinking it looked very familiar. Besides, like, that's actually really funny. And it just I had that that figure when I was a kid. That that brain had like resting bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> but so it would like kind of make these weird noises, and then all of a sudden she's like A E I O U. Oh yeah. What the hell? What, what the hell was that? I don't know. It made no sense to me. I don't know why she was saying the val- the vowels. Yeah. So I guess the brain was in charge, but was she like number two? Was she the second in command? I, I wrote that down. I kind of seemed like they sort of recruited her. Maybe she was just such a bad person that she, she was easily, you know, easy to control or whatever. Mm. Um, it seemed like that. She, it seemed like that she was the kind of human representation of them, like them on, you know, Representing them as as in a human form, right? Kind of what it seemed like. <laughs> yeah, because I, she didn't even try to pretend that, like with the thing with the frog, and I feel like they were just they were like nobody likes you anyway, so it'll be easier <laughs> for us to control. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so I I thought those things, those kind of weird things that were, I guess, the henchmen, the little weird balls with yeah. one that had the big eyeball on the side, they kind of look like Audrey too. A little bit. Oh. Like those weird mouths. It's like, that kind of reminds me of Little Shop of Horrors a That's little bit. That's interesting. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, and I don't remember what they were called, but some of the aliens in um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, the movie. they Because they were like kind of narrow and they waddled. They waddled, yeah. They yeah. did kind of walk. They did walk like that. That's true. I, I don't understand how these these, uh, civil, these alien civilizations get like space flight how they're able to traverse large uh vacuums of space and all that because i feel like there's a direct line between the ability to build spaceships and dexterity speed language and these these uh these aliens always have in these movies terrible 
bodies with no dexterity and no speed. <laughs> you know, and it's it's like how are these people building spacecrafts? I mean, that brain can't even move anywhere. It right. can't go anywhere except for back in that sphincter. So it doesn't. I don't see how it's doing anything. And those two blobby things. I guess it's cool that he has a laser on the side of his head or whatever that was. Oh, yeah. but they yeah. don't. They're not. They're, they're kind of lumbering and slow and stupid. Yeah, they have <laughs> no protection. Like zero. Yeah, they like shoot. They get killed. They just get them. shot up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's true. I, I'm not really sure. And it's it's kind of weird because I also don't I didn't understand why they were there. And I didn't understand what why they wanted to blow up the spaceship. That was something that I, I was right. I know that's a little bit later. But, you know, just because just we're talking about, you know, aliens and ships and whatever. I just I didn't understand the point of them being there. I, said, I don't understand why there was a spaceship. I mean, I, first of all, I don't know why. The, was this an army base or a NASA base? Because they're okay. different things. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. It's kind of weird because in 1953, when this is made, I don't believe there was NASA was even formed yet. I don't know. Uh, I think Kennedy formed NASA in the 60s. Yeah, or like late 50s or something. But it wasn't yet a thing. So in the original, there was the army base. So <laughs> and the, I don't understand the inclusion of NASA because they had so they had a ship going to Mars. Right. That was like one of the things that we saw when they were in the general's office, it said like time to launch. And I didn't understand that at first. And they're like, oh, they're going to Mars. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't really understand the point of that. Like, why did we need that? Because they just, the aliens just want to blow it up anyway. Is it because they didn't want the, us to go to their, their planet? That's what it seemed like. There was a line about that, that maybe they don't want us to go up there. Is that what, because I, I don't remember that line, but I mean, it just, I don't know. It was just weird because I'm like, they're blowing up the ship that was not in the original one because there really wasn't a space program so yeah because the kid the kid asked the obvious question like how come there's aliens that are gigantic and we've never seen them before and they're like oh well we don't show you all the photographs from mars and he's like okay but there's also no water on mars and they're like right oh well maybe it's underground and the kid, like they were asking the questions that the audience would normally ask like is, is it really possible that there's a civilization on mars right and then he says Maybe uh, maybe they're hiding. Maybe they don't like visitors. Maybe they don't want us up there or something like that. And it's like, okay, so it, they're going to come down here and blow up our spaceship. Fine. It was, yeah, it was just kind of a strange inclusion, I felt, because it just it didn't really do anything to the plot. I mean, they were here. They, they were here regardless, you know, so yeah, whatever. Just have them here mining copper. That's fine. You don't need yeah, a spaceship. Yeah, that's, that's what they were really doing. So yeah, it was just a strange thing. They had the dad work for NASA, which was kind of stupid to be honest but whatever yeah, yeah but also if there was a space launch going off the security would have been outrageous it would have been outrageous <laughs> a teacher and a child running around they wouldn't have had liquid oxygen tanks driving around with people everywhere oh my god <laughs> i was like oh so just um go down the road make a left and go right to the army base what <laughs> no it's not like that like you don't just have an army base like right in, your, in the middle of your neighborhood and like a suburban california or whatever <laughs> I, I i that annoyed me so much i was just like just tell we need to see captain wilson or whatever his name was i'm like that's oh. not how it works kid you can't just see there's <laughs> aliens here i need to talk to the general and i'm going to come into this army base and nasa base that apparently are combined i don't know it was so ridiculous <laughs> i like the general but man i've seen him in stuff before i can't remember what he, but Ah, uh, yes. And I, you know what? I forgot his name, but he's definitely been in, a, he was in a lot of stuff. He, he tried. I, I've, 
I don't think he did a good job, but I'm going to blame uh, Toby Hooper on this one or maybe the cinematographer because they kept cutting to these very static shots of him and something would happen and it would just be like a reaction shot from the general where he'd be like, oh, no, Rileyson. Oh, he's getting eaten. Oh, oh, the humanity. <laughs> or he'd and be going, go, go, go. And it's like all he ever said. It's like, yeah. Why don't you go, go, go? You get in there with your men. But like no movement, like super well lit from – medium shot from the waist up it's like who, uh, it was very very strange and it made him look like an amateur and he's definitely not no he's been in a lot of stuff for sure i his face as soon as i saw him i was like he he's familiar and you know what you can't do you can't smoke a cigar around sensitive electronics equipment that's meant to launch a rocket into space I also highly doubt they would have people in that room. Like, there's all these strangers and these people. He's just inviting them in. Like, yeah, send them in. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not how that works. Yeah, that, that guy was funny. I love, he has that one line that is amazing. I mean, so, it's just such a fantastic line. He says something, I, I, it's not verbatim, but he says, don't worry, son. Marines have no qualms about killing aliens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or blowing up aliens. I'm like, that is fantastic that's a great line there's a few of them that's a good one there is some really good ones and i wish that you know what i i I don't i always say i'm gonna do it i'm gonna pause it and i'm gonna write it down but i just get so involved in what i'm doing but Mm. there were so many lines that were so campy and funny in this movie that i never picked up as a kid and they were just great i don't know so there's Um, these there's these two guys in red jumpers who get sent out to investigate the sand pit and they get pulled in. And they, when they get pulled in, they're they're like reaching straight up in the sky. They're not trying to dig their way out. I mean, that was a really bad effect <laughs> of them getting pulled into the sand pit. It didn't look like they were even trying to prevent it. But how cool does the sand look? It looked like kinetic sand. I wanted to touch it when it would like ripple and then it would turn. I don't know. I always thought it looked really cool. I don't know what kinetic sand is. Oh, it's it's like this weird sand. I don't know. Don't worry about it. It's just, it looks really cool to me. <laughs> okay. It always looked really cool to me. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna look it up. But yeah, so then they come back and they're they're now controlled by the aliens, and the general calls them into his office. And he's like, "Don't worry, I'll make it seem like a routine security check." And they come into the 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 guy's office, the general's office, and they say, and the general says, "What were you doing out in the sand lot?" It's like, uh, <laughs> that's not what a routine security check is. You're no. <laughs> really, and these two guys they pull out guns. And the general's, like, other army dude is hanging out behind the door. His right-hand man. His right-hand man. He, he, loves, he loves that guy. He does. He does. He really does. <laughs> he, like, karate, because he loses them several times. Or he thinks he loses them several times. But he karate chops one of the guy's arms. They're, they're in the office. They've got two guns pointed at the general, point blank, at the, the guys in the jumpers. And then this other guy comes and accosts one of the guys with the jumper. And you hear a gunshot. And then the army guy takes care of the second guy in the jumper suit. And I'm like, oh, they're going to cut over to the general. He's going to be dead. I'm like, no, he's fine. So what was that gunshot? The guy missed from across a desk? (laughs) You know? Um, Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess he did. I don't know. Um, And then those things in the back of their neck blew up and killed them. And kills them. Yes. And they died very comically. Very comically. They're like, like kind of <laughs> lifting off the ground a little bit. It actually levitated, I think, a few times. <laughs> yeah. 
and then they have the blippy bloopy computers in the background. It's so 80s. I love that. With all the like the bloop bloop bloop. And then like there's all the lights flashing. It's very Star Trek, you know? It's yeah. Like, and then the, 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 dot, the dot matrix <laughs> printer that's <laughs> printer. I, I love that. Yeah. That's, it's, yeah. A, it's funny. It's just a funny scene because like obviously none of these things would ever happen. You know, I just, you don't just have people coming into a highly sensitive you know, probably a like top secret area with, and then have them have weapons on them. Just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the kid is funny because he's kind of like telling the NASA guys like what to do the whole time. Yeah, he's like, he is. He's like running the show. And it's like, if you work for NASA, you're not, I'm, I don't think you're really, I, I'm going to assume you're pretty freaking smart. So mm-hmm. it's just funny because they're kind of doofuses. <laughs> they're like, they're, they're, look at this. <laughs> the kid's just like, this is not how it is. You have to go here. You've got to do this. And I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, they, they are basically taking direction from him through like the second half of the movie. Yeah, from like a 10-year-old. They're like, he's going he's gonna to guide us. Let's let's follow David Gardner. Gardner, <laughs> Gardner. The, yeah, so they worked their way down into the alien catacombs. Oh, wait. Well, before that, I oh, have okay. to... Sorry, I just wanted to note this. That um, when the, 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 the humans being controlled by aliens drive the truck into the space shuttle right, and it blows up, that would have killed literally everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyone that was on that base is absolutely dead. So I don't know. <laughs> They're like looking at it through the window. I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's just inaccurate. Well, yeah, so many things are wrong with that. First of all, I'm sure there's a kill switch that they can just press a button and the rocket ship stops being on fire, yeah. like before it launches, you know, whatever that the exhaust, whatever, you know, they can stop the countdown. And number two, they drove a truck into it, which they drove the first, they drove the truck into it and it had a countdown. And the countdown was like T minus 10 minutes and 45 seconds. And it's like, why don't you just make it T minus like 20 seconds? It would have been more exciting because they do a close up on the clock and it's like, oh, no, there's 10 minutes left. And then the, a second later, it's like, there's it's like, so what? many times with that, with the, yeah, with that, that particular thing with the end with the like explosion and stuff like it, it was, you know, I'm counting in my head. It's like 10 seconds left and I'm counting in my head. And it's already five seconds go by, and then they're like at eight. I'm like, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is wrong. Yeah, wrong. And if, the, if the truck that they drove into the uh, the rocket was that the liquid oxygen trunk? trunk? I believe so. Yes. It was okay because then they also had a, a detonator with a twelve hour delay on it. I believe yes. it was in a suitcase, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, it was one of like several suitcase bombs in this movie. <laughs> but <laughs> it was the 80s. Everybody had a suitcase bomb. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So the detonator blew up the liquid oxygen, which blew up the rocket. That seems like a very precise timing. I bet you could have just drove a liquid oxygen trunk truck into a rocket and it would have blown up. Absolutely blown up. And it would have <laughs> killed everyone. So you would have had the exact save. That was like for that was for effect, I guess, for yeah, I mean, dramatics. The, the rocket is literally burning liquid oxygen as its fuel that's why there's fire at the bottom of it you drive a truck full of that stuff into it you're gonna get an explosion yeah and then the movie would have ended right there and everyone would have been dead but apparently it did (laughs) not affect anyone so then they continue on their journey to the weird butthole cavern (laughs) yeah and they they run into those those two uh henchmen i thought there was only two henchmen but they just seem to hang out in pairs probably because there's only two costumes (laughs) <laughs> I thought so they were pretty good, though. I don't know. They weren't terrible. 
uh, with the costumes? Yeah, they were right. Mm, I've okay. seen worse. I don't know. I didn't think they were that bad. I didn't buy that they were intelligent. <laughs> uh, definitely not. They were stupid. And that's what, what you were saying. I get like. But they're I get more advanced you, than we are in some ways, you know? Supposedly, but they didn't, they didn't seem very smart. I mean, you know what kind of tiny hands you need to build those little electronics that they put in the back of their necks? These guys have like two fingers. <laughs> yeah, claws. They have these freaking claws. So they, they run into these two guys and the this, this scientist, this NASA guy, starts trying to talk to them. And this guy, played by Bud McCourt, it's funny because I was trying to find who he was in the credits. Because he says in that scene, he go, he says, I'm Dr. Mark, uh, Dr. Mark Lowenstein or Dr. Mark Weinstein. Dr. Mark Weinstein. He says, I'm Dr. Mark Weinstein. So I'm looking through the credits for like Dr. Mark Weinstein. He's listing the credits as like NASA guy or something like that. Like <laughs> NASA, NASA scientist. <laughs> it's like he said his name in the movie. <laughs> Can't you credit yeah, him? Yeah, that's like, this is lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was his name again? Who knows? He threw the script away. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. So he he tries talking to the aliens and they look at him all funny. They see the entire army base with pointing guns at them, but they decide to like laser this guy anyway and kill him. And then mm-hmm. they get shot up. And it's right. like, that was dumb. That was, that was dumb. <laughs> I mean, you're aliens. Don't you have some kind of thing where you could just kind of you know, sonar or their brains and make them explode. I don't know. You, you <laughs> well, expect a little more from the aliens, except for, you know, they had that weird laser eyeball, but that was kind of lame. But they should have known that killing that guy was going to result in immediate fire from the entire army. It, it's a weird kind of dichotomy though. It's like, you know, like, just like what you said, it's, they're supposed to be so intelligent. They can come here from other places, but they came here to recruit people to get them copper wire to stop them from going to Mars. You know, I don't like, it, it was, it's kind of stupid and they're not very smart when it comes to anything. So they're intelligent on one hand to get, you know, to, to have the technology to make the technology to get here. But on the other hand, they're absolutely idiotic. You know, there was no, <laughs> there was no reason for them to even be here. Why were, you know, why were they here? Yeah. There's no copper on Mars, I guess. I don't know. Why would they need something so desperately that's not even on a planet that's not even on the planet that they're from? Just Yeah, I, I don't understand. It's completely flawed from the from the jump. So and when the army starts shooting at them, I don't know if you noticed, but they start falling over before the bullets start flying. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but I love stuff like that. It's yeah. like the stuff I live for. I love These, it. And then their guts, they have like I think their guts fly out at the oh, army. It's hilarious because like you don't even see this. So there's no guts actually coming out of the alien. No, it's like someone off stage just like flying, like flinging these like guts and like these yeah. entrails at them. I, the way it came flying, I was like, that was probably. Fun <laughs> but they're, they're not <laughs> like wet. Was my job is like my. Job. What did you do on that movie? I threw entrails. Yeah, they're not wet or anything though. They they're just like these big rubber snake like they look yeah. like snakes from like a peanut brittle can like a trick peanut brittle can <laughs> i painted red yeah <laughs> yes it was it was pretty funny they did kind of just spring out at them <laughs> then then they bring uh the kid david gardner in front of uh mother brain or whatever and uh he tries he, tr- he tries to talk to it but the teachers there just um just talking trash just kind of like being a bitch and uh reason with this thing it doesn't speak english obviously it repeats i guess okay is that what it is it, it repeated what she said i think <sighs> i said i need to rewrite these things down but it repeated 
something that she had said already, or like, it was like David Gardner, you're something, but it did, it just kind of makes those like noises, you know, and they all kind of hum together, but it doesn't speak, but he's trying to reason with it anyway. Yeah. Then comes my favorite line in this entire movie where he realizes he's not getting through and he just runs up to the, the brain and he goes, I'll fix you, you dick brain. And he punch, <laughs> punches the brain in the face. Does he say dick brain? He I, does, I, just yeah. understand. I just, I know he punches it, but I didn't, I couldn't understand what he said before that. That's <laughs> amazing. There's so many good lines in this movie. Oh my gosh. Uh, I gotta, I gotta find a way to work that into a conversation. <laughs> I'll yeah. fix you, you dick brain. <laughs> amazing. And then the, the two aliens eat the teacher, which I don't understand that part. I don't know. And then they're laughing about it. They are. They're laughing hysterically. They're hysteri- I mean, because <laughs> I kind of feel like they were just using her as a pawn. So they don't really care. They don't have emotions. They don't have feelings. They don't give a shit about anybody. So oh, I don't right. Mean, she's not but, an alien. You know, I keep forgetting yeah, they're not she's, aliens. Yeah. She's, you know, just kind of like their pawn. So I kind of feel, I feel as though maybe they just didn't care and she had served her purpose. They just so got, they got tired was, of that voice. Now she was food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. So, um, yeah, so the teacher's eaten and Linda is on the, um, on the board. She's on the, she's on the chopping block. Right. With the needle to go down. Right. Yeah. And I thought it was like a juxtaposition of they were going to dissect the frogs in the beginning and now they're going to dissect or do something medical to the humans. I don't know. I kind of got that vibe during that scene. Well, that's really interesting that you say that because I was just thinking that they ate the teacher the way the teacher ate the frog. Yes, you're right. With the legs sticking out. Yeah. And kind of just down the throat, you know, just went. So that's weird that you said that. Hmm, It's interesting. So maybe, maybe we're onto something there. Yeah. So they've, they save her obviously with the slowest moving needle ever. (laughs) So, I mean, it's right next to her neck and it's five minutes later. So, you know, how do they save her? I think the army just comes in and starts shooting everything, right? They start shooting everything. And, uh, God, what do they do? Yeah. So they start shooting, they start shooting up everybody, like all the aliens and stuff. And then the guy has that big bazooka gun or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he shoots the device that has the needle on it. Right. Okay. Blows it up and stops, and then they they pull her off, and then I kind of feel like it was a little bit. I think they could have done this quicker. I felt like it was a little dragged on a little bit, so I don't even want to like go into everything that happened because it's kind of it's just silly. Like they just they're running and they're going and they can't get out, and then the tunnels are blocked, and it's just kind of like you could have just done this quickly. They could have ran through and saw that it was blocked, blasted it with the eyeball because he had a penny. Because remember, he was obsessed with pennies, which is yeah. so freaking weird. He like slept with a bag of pennies. <laughs> I don't know any trial that. I mean, I've slept with like weird stuff when I was a kid that I got a new toy, but I don't. I have. I can I honestly say that I've never slept with a bag of coins. So <laughs> oh, I think it's no. super weird. Yeah. So they're trying to escape because they set a bomb to go off on the alien thing, and they're locked in, and they're like, "Oh, we can't get out," and so they have to use the alien laser, which apparently takes copper as fuel. Right, and it has a coin slot on the side. If you notice, it's a little yeah. perfect little. Little coin slot for that penny. <laughs> Just go boop right in there. <laughs> so convenient. So yeah, then they bust out, and then the parents, the devices in their neck. Uh, well, the parents are the last ones that the kid runs into, and they're trying, still trying to convert him into an alien, even though yes. everything's blown up around him. And but when the spaceship takes off, it blows up because they they planted the bomb, and the parents turn back into regular people. Because the things in their back of their neck short circuit 
And unlike the two guys in the jumper suits, that doesn't seem to kill them. That just turns them back into their regular selves. I noticed that. I I did. I realized that that it was a kind of double standard there for those guys. They got to die, but the parents just went back to normal. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice though. Sorry, this is mean. But that kid runs really dumb. Did you notice every single time he ran, his arms were flailing above his head like it was a cartoon character? (laughs) No, I didn't notice that. But nobody runs like that. His arms are always in big circles, like windmills. You know, he's like, ah! <laughs> and his arms are circling around. It's like, yeah, that's, no. I don't know. Whether, maybe the director told him to do that. He wanted the campiness of it. I don't know, but it was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I have to look at that. I like to watch uh, weird people run. Or people run weird. But yeah, so then they take him home. And he wakes up. And it's all been a dream. But it ha- has it because the very, and this is where the differs in the original one. He wakes up. It's a dream. He's like, oh, mom, dad, it was so scary. Blah, blah, blah. Um, well, kind of. And then he goes back to sleep and he's woken up immediately again because there's a big storm. It always seems to be thunder and lightning there. And he goes to the window and he actually sees the, sh- the ship again. Right. So in the original one, it ends just right there. It's like, oh, my goodness. But in the 86 version, 87 version, he goes, he sees it and he's he's like, oh, my God, it's like real. He goes back into his parents' room and he's like, mom, dad. And he just screams. And that's how it ends. It ends on his face screaming. And you kind of hear these weird alien, maybe slimy noises in the background. So we assume Maybe it wasn't a dream. Maybe there is really like his his parents are really aliens still, and it, it actually all happened. But uh, but then I don't I don't get it. <laughs> don't maybe get he it. wanted to make it. Maybe he wanted to make a second one. I don't know. Maybe he was like, we can do invaders. But there was nothing on their necks. There was nothing on their necks, and those several days they either happened or they didn't happen. Right. I agree. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like the whole dream thing. I never liked the, hey, wake up, it's all a dream. Thing. Yeah, it's a cop-out. It is a cop-out, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's like I'm already watching a movie that requires, I don't know. Now it's all fake, yeah. It yeah, it's really like the whole movie was fake in the movie. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm already watching a movie that requires my imagination because it's you. a fictitious thing. And now there's fiction inside the fiction. <laughs> like how many layers of make-believe do you artsy people need? But then I guess he's saying that it wasn't really a dream because his parents are actually aliens. But, but then how come- it did really happen. But maybe the aliens are smarter than we think they are and they're really still worth controlling. I don't know. We'll, we will never understand the end of that, I'm sure. We'll never fully really get why he did that and why he deviated from you know, the original because it really was pretty much almost like shot for shot like it was it was like the original one like he really stuck to the the actual plot really why he did that at the end i'm I'm not i don't really know maybe just to change it a little bit like maybe there was going to be a second one i have no idea but yeah just but then they changed they must have changed the rules then because the parents didn't have anything in the back of their neck and that thing either landed in the same spot twice or it didn't and if it did the army knows about it now Right. It doesn't make sense that it was just going to happen all over again. That it already happened and now it's going to happen again. It doesn't make sense. You're right. I agree. But that's why I wanted to do this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm not impressed and I kind of hate you for making me watch this. 
I'm not Listen, impressed. Listen, you made me watch Ishtar, okay? So shush, which <laughs> I actually, which I did like. So yeah, see, my bad movies are still like the ones that are well, no, actually, yeah, Ishtar's isn't isn't the point of all of this to be to get like these bad campy cheesy movies and just discuss them and kind of you know rib at them a little bit and like well it is now <laughs> i thought that was oh that's not what we were doing from the beginning <laughs> I think we had, well good welcome to the show i have no idea what's going on <laughs> i apparently have absolutely no clue what's happening right now no that's fine that's fine you want bad movies all right you just wait we had just we wait. had we've had like months of, of me thinking that this was some kind of show and it's obviously the whole time it hasn't been but is that why I keep picking movies I like and you keep <laughs> picking movies that I also like because you think they're terrible? <laughs> uh, up until this one, at least. This one, yeah. If you're going for a bad movie, you you nailed it. Well, good. See, I did my job then. All right. So anyway, let's, let's, do, look, yeah. let's look at some numbers here. Let's look at some oh, numbers. I, wipe the tears away. I always forget. What do we start with? Rotten Tomatoes? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So... Rotten Tomatoes, we have the tomato meter and the audience score. What do you think? Let's do, let's say, um, let's say tomato meter has got to be, it's got to be bad. It's going to be like 30% maybe. Mm-hmm. Audience score, I feel like is going to be just maybe slightly higher, maybe 40. I don't know. I don't think people really like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I get, I wasn't, you know, it's hard to gauge because people like things now sometimes as, as for, you know, cult classics and favorites and things like that. Yeah. When it like, you know, originally, I don't think people, I don't think this movie was something that people really enjoyed. Okay. So 30 and 40%. It is dun, 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 dun. 33 and 33. Oh, Wow. Very close. Wow. Close, but that's weird. I don't think I've ever seen them exactly the same. No, neither have I. So it was just bad. Cool. Yeah, just just bad. <laughs> just bad. Um, I didn't find I I didn't really look, but I wasn't able to find the budget. I just I think I looked for like a second and got distracted with something else. Mr. Mustache Man. Oh, quote not available. Oh, Emmanuel Levy. What happened? All his quotes disappeared from Rotten Tomatoes. I wonder why. What does that usually mean? Is there a reason? Is it were they like offensive or something? No, I I I'm not sure. My guess is that this the quote really wasn't on Rotten Tomatoes. It was just referenced from his personal site. Maybe he shifted his site around so the link doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. But I don't know for sure. I mean, his site still exists. And Roger Ebert, I don't see Roger Ebert here. He couldn't even be bothered. <laughs> he was like, fuck this movie. He's like, I'm not even going to waste my time. <laughs> uh, invaders from Mars. Let's see. Look at this guy. Oh, well, that's that's not a real. That's not a real mustache. It is a real mustache. Stop. He looks like he put that in with a marker, like a Marx, you know, like a Marx Brothers. It, yeah. It looks like oh, something you buy at like a party store. But this it's, is it's his real mustache. That is impressive, sir. Because it's just wow. a complete rectangle. It's too, it's like almost too perfect. It doesn't say it looks like a Marx Brothers mustache. It's yes. Like put it with like a Sharpie. Uh, yeah. All right. I can't find it. And I can't find Roger Ebert either. So no, no critic reviews. Yeah, that's all right. So well, well, wait, let's read Phil H. Oh, let me see. I actually go, go back up. There was one that was like kind of interesting. That I like that I want to read. Um, 
Ah, the classic 53 movie revisited and remade in that classic 80s style with wacky special effects. This really is a treasure chest of 80s gold through and through. No, he wrote a lot. Oh, never mind. We don't need to go. Okay, (laughs) he's like giving us the plot. We don't need to know about that. But I don't know. I kind of thought that's that's a good review, right? Yeah. It's 80s. He gave it three out of five stars. The special effects, I don't know. I really wasn't that into the special effects. They used a lot of large sets. But I wasn't impressed. I thought it was all right. I think it was supposed to be impressive, but I just wasn't. Okay, so you said you couldn't find the budget? I mean, I looked like it's like I didn't really look, but I think I think it's you could be able to find it, the budget. I, yeah, I found it. I just don't remember what it is. So hold on. Uh, the budget was $12 million. Hmm. I mean, it was obviously shot basically pretty, I, I would say 99% on a, on a, in a studio. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that hill with the, you know, and the tunnels and, mm-hmm. I've, and I mean, even the school possibly. I mean, I did nothing really looked like it was real. Um, Twelve million. I'm going to say this did not make I don't I don't think it made any money. Maybe maybe it made five million, eight and eight million. I don't know. <laughs> you got to pick one of those. All right. Uh, eight million. Eight million. So the budget of twelve million, it made. Uh, you should have went with your first guess. It would have been perfect. It made oh wow! Four point eight eight million. Oh, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew it didn't make money. There's no way this movie made money. Yeah, four point. You go. You your first instinct was right. Five million. Very well, very good. Okay. So. Ratings. Ratings. Yeah. I'll go first. Want me to go? I'll okay, go first. You go first. My rating for this movie is a two. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I don't find you, you much redeemable about this. <laughs> it's like you're like no explanation, just a two. Uh, honestly, I think it would have been a one, except for the line "I'll fix you, you dick brain." <laughs> There's a couple of good lines. Yeah, okay. There's a couple of good lines, but other than that, no. I'm not happy I watched this movie. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it didn't enrich your life, but it didn't make you like less of a person. <laughs> I got other things I could do. You know, <laughs> I got an interesting life. All right. Well, what about what about cheese? We can make people think that it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, cheese factor. Yeah. Cheese factor. Um, I'm going to give this an eight on the cheese factor. I think this is a pretty cheesy movie done in. Very 80s style. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I think cheese. I'm gonna. I was gonna give it a nine on the cheese. Yeah, yeah. I actually might do that because I kind of feel like this is probably one of the more cheesy movies I've seen between the the acting and the the, the dialogue and just just the whole thing. It was so cheesy. So I, I'm gonna have to go with a nine for that. Yeah, and I'm gonna give it a four only because I it ha- it has you know, nostalgic value for me because it was a horror movie that I loved as a kid. It reminds me of simpler times when I was young. And so I have to give it a little more because, I mean, I really feel like it would probably be like a one or two, but (laughs) I'm going to have to give it a little more just for that reason. And like watching it brings me back to a simpler time in my life. So I'm a solid four for this, for this week. So that's it. Four for you, two for me. 
Okay, well, I apparently turned off the recording at this point, but I wanted to leave you with our sign-offs. So catch you next week and... Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>